Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. All right, we're back for our number three. This is number three, right? Because I said three when it was really two. Okay. Uh, we get you got it right update. this time, Joe. Don't worry. Thank you. Th- thank you. Thank you. I know you keep us flying straight. That's the boys of Sean, the Fantasy Prince, Angle, uh, keeping us flying straight, producing our show. I'm Joe Galina. I'm here with the uh, Fantasy Taz. Jim Day, we'll break it down week seven in the NFL fantasy football. And uh, we've got a uh, caller. You could call too, 844-843-6879. We're taking calls in this segment. Any lineup questions that you have, any trade questions or whatever comes to mind. So uh, Chris from Chicago is on the line with us. Chris, how's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, how, how you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. How's everything? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just want to put it out there. Thanks for being us uh, for us on Saturdays. Um, give us giving us advice. Absolutely, hey, we that's love what being we're here. here for. Yep. Yeah, love being here, man. And you, you know, got any questions for us? Yes. Um, okay, so wide receiver. Two questions. This is a ten-team PPR. Um, I have Ty Hilton. I'm not really too excited to play him this week. Um, because of his injuries, I mean, I'm already down by 10 points, um, well, by 38, because my opponent was playing Denver defense. Oh. <laughs> and that was so, a, that, that's a tough nut to crack, but you could do it. So go on. Yeah. Who, who you oh, yeah. I'm, I, well, I got T.Y. Hilton, uh, Crabtree. Um, also, I got Robinson uh, and Taylor Gabriel. Hmm. And you just need one of these? I need one wide receiver and a flex. But, I mean, I got Tevin Coleman in the flex right now, but he's been upsetting me also. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd take Coleman out of that flex. I don't trust him this week. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have if they're going to give Edo Smith the, the early down back job or not because Coleman just hasn't done well in that mm-hmm. role so far. So, um, yeah, I, I don't like him having there. Look, I, I'm not big on Hilton this week. I, I just not. Like you said, first week back, plus he has a terrible matchup, probably going to be matched up against Traverius White, uh, Buffalo's oh, you know, killer cornerback this season, just shutting down big-name wide receiver after big-name wide receiver. Uh, just hard for me. Look, Hilton might, you know, he's still Hilton. He's going to get plenty of targets, and he might end up having a decent stat game. Um, yeah, man, well, he also could game. have a two-point game. I mean, And uh, he could have a two-point game. Absolutely. That's always possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is with a lot of these guys. Robinson, uh, he's not fully healthy either. Hard to right. trust him. 
Um, Crabtree, you know, had the touchdown last week. He's been getting a little bit more, but Willie Sneed has too. John Brown has fallen a little bit, so they may try to get him back involved. Gabriel has been, you know, the one bright spot of these four guys that has been, you know, at least fairly consistent the last couple of weeks as Trubisky gets his offense moving. So, you know, I'm going to stay with Gabriel first, and then because I don't really see the upside in Robinson and Crabtree, I'm going to take Hilton just for the chance that he's going to get you that upside. All he needs is one play. Um, you know, get that one touchdown that, that he could take to the house and, and get you there. And, you know, for me, he's just the best wide receiver on the board for you. I don't love the matchup, but, you know, we've seen good wide receivers go up against bad matchups and produce mm-hmm. before. Okay. Um, well, that's that, that works out. Uh, I have one quick question. I picked up Trubisky because I have Phillip Rivers, and he's got to buy next week. I mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling that there's going to be a shootout in Chicago, um, so he might have to pass all day versus the Phillip Rivers game. Um, should I match up? I also got Trey Burton, so if I put Trubisky in, I'll have Trubisky, Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel, and maybe that could uh, pair it up real nice with the touchdowns, hopefully. Yeah, could have a stack. Um, you know what? I, man, I, you know, Trubisky been playing well. New England, the one thing they always try to do on defense, take away your best weapon. Um, You know, at this point, I'd have to say that's Allen Robinson for Chicago. So that hurts him on that side. But Trubisky does have a lot of good weapons, should have to throw a lot in this one. But I still have Rivers higher, Um, even though the defense is a little better for Tennessee. I expect Rivers to continue his trend of throwing multiple touchdowns and having a good game in this one. So I do have right now currently in my my list, I have Rivers at 10. I have Trubisky at 13. Okay. Well, all righty. Well, appreciate it. Once again, thank you. No all problem. Right, you Good luck, it. man. Call again. Thank Good you. luck this week. Okay. All right. So, Taz, uh, dishing out advice. Good advice, too. Um, we would... Until we get some uh, more calls, 844-843-6879. We were still talking uh, Eagles-Panthers. We never uh, finished that one up. But uh, on the Panthers' side, uh, of course, Christian McCaffrey, always a must-start. And uh, what about a a guy that I'm looking at this week as kind of like under-the-radar kind of guy? Of course, everybody knows his name anyway. But uh, Devin Funchess, almost uh, eight targets per game. Averaging the past uh, several weeks and touchdowns in two of his last three. Yeah, I like Funches a lot. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I like him a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, even with Olsen back last week, and the knock has always been that his numbers go down when Olsen's on the field. But, you know, mm-hmm. even with Olsen back last week, he led the team with eight targets. Um, you know, he's had 21% of the target share on the season. So he's absolutely, you know, in highly involved in this passing game. He has a great matchup this week. The Eagles, you know, secondary allowing second most receptions to receivers and 200 yards a game. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually absolutely like Funches to really step up in this one. Mm-hmm. And I was actually impressed uh, with Greg Olson coming back as quickly as he did. And, I mean, he didn't have a great day. But, you know, that, that tight end position in fantasy is just uh, a cesspool. So, you know, a four for 48 uh, day, you know, on seven targets, it's something to, uh, to take note of, I guess, and, and with the way things have been going lately. Oh, absolutely. Look, this is a guy that's had multiple thousand-yard 
seasons as a, a you know a tight end, just not something you're off too often. And you know we know the injuries are there, and uh, maybe not a hundred percent healthy this this year. But you know he wasn't even on the injury report as of uh, this morning. So, you know, look to be healthy. Unfortunately, he has a tough matchup this week because the Eagles mm-hmm. are, are just destroying tight ends. Um, just haven't really allowed – they've allowed the fewest receptions and yards to the position. So, you know, it's not like he has an easy road this week. But, again, this is where the numbers throw you off because they haven't really, you know, gone up against a ton of good tight ends. I mean, they had the Giants last week, which with Ingram out, they had Rudolph in, in – the week before, and then they had Ebron back in uh, week three. But outside of that, they haven't faced a really good tight end yet. So this could be something that where we get to see a little difference. I'm just not ready to buy it. Mm. So what are we thinking? Any other uh, players that stand out to you in this game in terms of, uh, you know, that you that you'd plug into, let's say either a, a DFS lineup or someone that you, you, you that you're really high on or or low on? Um, yeah, I mean. The obvious ones, Ertz and Jeffrey, always good plays. I don't really like the Philadelphia running attack at all this week. Um, Wentz, I think, is a solid play. Uh, he could absolutely put up points. Newton always is a solid play. Just for, if nothing else, at least he gives you some uh, flo- uh, some floor with that running game. So, you know, I, I just I don't like Algalar. I don't like Olsen. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's pretty much the gamut of guys we can trust. Right. So the Eagles, five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Panthers. Uh, the over-under, 45. What are you thinking about? Do you think the Eagles could cover that five-and-a-half? Or a little yeah, bit too I much just, to ask? I, no, I think the Eagles can cover the five-and-a-half, and I think the game's going to go over uh, mm. with this one. Uh, it just, But I think you know Carolina's going to have a little harder time scoring than they usually do. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So then uh, why don't we move on? Uh Remember, we are phone lines are open, 844-843-6879. Any lineup questions that you have? We already spoke to Chris from Chicago. We could speak to you as well. But why don't we uh, take a look at the Bucks at home against the Browns. The Browns making a big splash. We mentioned already uh, Nick Chubb is going to be the uh, primary ball carrier early down, Mark. That's what, at least, you know, you can never trust the uh, – <laughs> you can never trust – the, the Browns, but you know, look, this is what it is. I mean, no Heck, more calls. You can't high. trust any team. You can't go that yeah. way anymore. You can't trust any team. Every time mm-hmm. you think they should zig, they zag. It's just, exactly. but you know, you, you got to look at it from their point of view. Anything that seems obvious to us and stands out is also going to be obvious to the opposing coaches. So they're right. going to be looking to take away those things that we're hoping to see. So mm-hmm. it's really what comes out of that matchup that determines. Are the coaches, you know, do they prepare, let's say, their defense better than the offense that we're looking for? It, You know, it's so hard to determine, but easy, something you just got to keep in mind that they're looking at the same things we are and trying to mm-hmm. stop the same things we're looking for. There you go. There you go. Absolutely right. So this game, uh, the Bucks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the uh, Browns, the over-under. 52, so they're looking at uh, a lot of points being scored here in this game. Uh, so, uh, first of all, Jameis Winston was in your uh, DFS lineup earlier, thinking uh, he has a, a big week? I think he has a big week. Uh, you know, decent mm-hmm. enough anyway to, to put up value at his 
cost in DFS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I've never been the hugest Winston fan, but he, he's got such good playmakers around him uh, right now. So many guys that he can throw the ball to and get results. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in this matchup, uh, you got to like the, the chances. I mean, uh, I like both passing games in this one, both Browns and Buccaneers. Uh, both sides of the ball, I think, are going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winston actually, uh, it was interesting last week because the narrative was supposed to be, well, first of all, the, the fact that O.J. Howard's actually able to play was a little surprising too, right? He was walking around with a big brace before the game, but he was actually able to play. And uh, fellow tight end Cameron Brake got the first touchdown from from Winston, which, uh, you know, they have had a connection in the past, but it was interesting to see uh, Howard also scoring a touchdown as well. And uh, Brayton, he scored that touchdown, and second half wasn't even targeted. So yeah, and it was there. funny because I, on on Twitter that you know I, I had been trying to tell people that I wasn't sure. Everybody was so in on Brayt because of the history last year, but OJ mm-hmm. Howard has been having a pretty good year, and it was yeah. just so hard to discount him. Even coming off that injury, I thought more, in fact, that they would just hurt each other. And then mm-hmm. once Brake caught that early touchdown, Twitter went nuts. Oh, look, right. there it is, Brait. He's the guy. I told you he's the guy. And, of course, it ends up being his only catch of the game. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're right. Over that too. Did he? <laughs> and when you, when you say Gabe goes crazy about something, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty crazy, crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He pr- pretty much yeah. had a meltdown right on air about it. <laughs> I wish I would have seen that. I didn't see that. I might have to go it's back and YouTube. catch it. It's on YouTube. You can go see it. Yeah, I have to go back to catch it. <laughs> I love when Gabe melts down. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, so we're talking uh, Jameis Winston, the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Deshaun Jackson, who led the team in air yards. I know you, you love that. But he, he does have a lot of weapons, and he's a he's a good I think he's a better fantasy quarterback than an everyday quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of things in his game that I don't like about him from an mm-hmm. NFL standpoint. But, mm-hmm. you know, if he's going to throw the ball that much with these weapons, and, you know, let's face it, it the, yeah. the running game hasn't been much to speak of. Barber came alive last week for the first time all year. And, yeah. you know, mostly probably because it looked like they were going to give Rojo the ball. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's not make that step yet. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. he steps up and has a good game. And it'd be interesting to see if he can do that again this week. Um, you know, Cleveland is 25th in the league uh, at against opposing running backs. Um, giving up seven rushing touchdowns already on yep. the season. Mm-hmm. It, if Barber wants to make a comeback, it might be another good week for him. Yeah, I, I kind of like him. And I had recommended him in uh, one of the articles I do. I mean, uh, last week, uh, 13 carries, 82 yards. That's 6.31 yards per carry. Where have you been all season, Peyton Barber, right? (laughs) Four receptions, 24 yards, and a TD. And I agree with you. I mean, uh, the Browns, pretty friendly to running backs. They've been up uh, 4.67 yards per carry. And the second most rushing TDs, as you mentioned, seven to the position so far this season. So uh, what about on the other side, Nick Chubb, you expecting big things out of him? Uh, is this a favorable matchup for him? Oh, yeah, I love Chubb this week. Uh, mm-hmm. look, look, let's face it, um, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't been able to stop anybody so far. Uh, they've mm-hmm. allowed 29.1 uh, fantasy PPR points to the position on the season. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, eight touchdowns allowed to the position so far through five games. Uh, remember, they had their bye. Uh, so, you know, through five mm-hmm. games, you know, just th- this whole defense is just getting trashed. I, I think Chubb, w- you know, 
let's face it, they gave up a good running back. Hyde was doing well for them. They gave mm-hmm. up a good running back because they think Chubb can be better. And they want to give him that shot. So they're going to give him that shot this week. I still like Duke Johnson in, in an expanded role in the passing game, in PPR. We love those pass-catching backs. So I mm-hmm. like him as well. But Chubb, I think, is going to get you know anywhere from 15 to 20 carries in, some, in this one. And I think he's got a great shot to go over 100 yards and get a touchdown. Yep, yep. I'm with you on that one. And uh, Baker Mayfield also in line for a potential big day. And the next a few weeks as well, right? He's got... Tampa this week, uh, Pittsburgh uh, the week after that, Kansas City after that, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the Chiefs after that. It's just like four very uh, yeah, friendly. very nice. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Teams you want to go up against if you're a young quarterback trying to learn the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So uh, there's a – I guess we'll talk about him on the on when we come back, but I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Damian Ratley that uh, some people were in the, this week, uh, wide receiver – who had a, a decent game for the Browns. I also want to get your take on this. Remember, uh, Bucks are home against the Browns, and uh, Vegas thinks it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, 52 points over under. So uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see what you uh, say. Yeah, a little, just a little bit more uh, three-dog night for you. I love three-dog night. They can play it all day. I, I'm happy as heck. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it is. Oh, no, it is. It's not. No, no, no. Yeah, summer it's, in the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, when we come back, get you caught up on more, more previews. Week seven, NFL fantasy football weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sean Angle, the man. Tis the season, right? Tis the season. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. I just love this time of year, too. Just like, you know, football, crisp air. You know, I love that the, the orange lights outside, that people, more and more people decorating their houses and stuff. So, but uh, it's, it's a, I, I love Halloween, too. I love getting dressed up. <laughs> but uh, Bet DSI is I heard you went as a cheerleader last year. Is that true? Uh, is that true? Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. There's, there's no, there's no photos, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do have the legs for it. <laughs> but uh, Bet DSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. 
So I you get the promo stuff? code. Uh, I thought the promo code was. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That's that. That is pretty good. <laughs> I think every time I get through one of those reads, uh, I got to tell Sean. <laughs> He's kind of time, trying to tell you something without telling yeah, you Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so do you, do you get dressed up for Halloween? Do you like go to I, I Halloween parties or whatnot? For, yes, I love to get dressed up for Halloween. Hey, you know what? Back when I was a younger dude, I used to love to do uh, stage plays and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love to get dressed up. Yeah, yeah. So g- give me a recent uh, one or two uh, costumes that you've that you've worn. Uh, last year, I went as a sebaceous cyst. Wow. Uh, basically, it was just formed this big ball uh, around me, and then I had it uh, hooked up to a motor so that when I pressed the button, I actually had this green slime coming out of holes all over my body. Oh, that is creative. That is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty wild. People loved it. <laughs> uh, Except when it up? got on them, then they freaked out. Of course, of course, of course. So, so my last few, uh, you know, I, I was I was Jesus, and that's why they call me the fantasy Jesus, right? Then the year after that, I think I was uh, Gene Simmons, you know, in full uh, makeup and stuff, and uh, and then I was uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper with oh, complete with go. kilt, <laughs> complete with kilt. So uh, this year we got something going on. So I'm not, I'm probably not going to be able to to get dressed, but yeah, uh, one of these years. Uh, you know, in celebration of not celebration, but in honor of him, I, I want to go as uh, the Adam West Batman. So oh, there we'll you see. go. Here, here's my I just costume. Just have on the weight. My costume this year is going to be half Hillary Clinton, half Donald Trump. Ooh, so you'll be half orange and. <laughs> yeah. So whichever way I'm facing, that's who I'm going to be for that that time I'm uh, talking to somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Definitely take some pictures and post them, please. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the classic Batman, yes. Bam! So, uh, so uh, holy fat, holy fantasy, guys. <laughs> so before before we left, uh, Damian Ratley, right? All of a sudden, this guy became uh, a guy that everyone's talking about. Wide receiver for the Browns. Uh, eight targets last week, six for 82. Uh, no Rashard Higgins for them. Uh, Antonio Callaway wasn't exactly getting it done. Uh, Not exactly the... getting it done? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He reminds me of that, the guy on the replacements where they eventually had to load up his hands would stick him just so the ball would stick to his hands. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know what's up with this guy, but he, he's got hands of steel. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, I was trying to be nice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be nice. We're talking fantasy, and I'm yeah, telling yeah. you right now, Damian Ratley's going to take that job away from uh, the, yeah. you know, the, the beat writers were talking about him you know, before last week's game and saying, you mm-hmm. know, the coaches are starting to like this kid. They're giving him more practice time, and, you know, sure enough, he showed up. And, uh, you know, I, I think, man, I, they need somebody to step into that number two role. Callaway's gotten all the chances and just hasn't performed well. So I think we're going to start seeing You're Ratley fired. become a You're thing. And, you know, I You're said fired. it in my waiver You're article fired. this week. You've got to go get him. Yeah. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah, you're yeah. fired. Antonio Callaway, you're fired. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that might have even been a clip that I had used and I uploaded too. To yeah, so that's, go. it's good. I have a lot of clips I should upload to them they have, uh, uh, that they could use. But anyway. Um, so Ratley, is he good enough? Uh, do we wait a week? I mean, this is a 
primo matchup, right? Because the Bucks defense kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting a week at all. Yeah. I'm putting yeah, this yeah. kid in there. I, I, I'm telling you, I think he's going to take that number two job from Callaway. They mm-hmm. can't trust Callaway. Losing too many opportunities with him just keep dropping the ball, running the wrong routes, just not being where he's supposed to be. Uh, you know, you can't have that when you have a rookie. You know, quarterback. Maybe when right. you have a vet, and he can make adjustments if you're not where exactly where he wants you to be. But if that rookie is looking for you in one spot and you ain't there, then you're looking at either you know definitely an incomplete pass, maybe even an interception. Yeah. All right. So uh, this game we have the uh, Bucks at three and a half point favorite, fifty-two over under. Uh, pretty. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with the uh, with the high scoring game. I'm kind of with them on that. What do you well, think about it, it's going to be interesting. Cleveland's defense is better than people think, but you know Tampa Bay can put up points with all the weapons they have easily. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a you know knockdown dragout fight. But man, uh, I I I, yeah, I like Cleveland to put up points in this one. Like you say, man, fifty-two is a lot though. One of the higher slates on the on the board this week. Mm, I, I I don't like it. I wouldn't bet it. But if mm-hmm. I had to, I. Man, my gut wants to say Cleveland so bad, but it just feels hard because uh, mm-hmm. I do expect Tampa Bay to put up points. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with – screw it. Go with my gut. I'm going to take Cleveland, and then I'm going to take the under. There you go. There you go. you got to go with your gut sometimes. Then you'll regret it uh, going forward. Half so. the time at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, I'm, I'm looking actually – we were talking Ratley. I'm looking – as a senior at Texas A&M, just 30 catches – but uh, he made a count 23 yards per catch, right, at 19.6 for his college career. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, if no, he's, he's definitely yeah, a big yeah. play guy. He can get down yeah. the field and, and, you know, open up the deep end of the field, and that's exactly what they're looking for, especially when you got Landry, you know, working those short to intermediate routes. You need somebody who's going to stretch that defense. And mm-hmm. Ratley gives – you know, Callaway do, did too. I mean, he's got that speed. We saw him in the preseason just light it up, make a couple of real nice big plays because yes. he's got that speed. But, you know, if you can't count on a guy to catch the ball, he's going to lose touches and targets, and that's what we saw last week. I think we see that trend continues this week. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Jaguars as a home favorite by four and a half over the Houston Texans. And we've got the Jags coming off of two straight losses. Texans coming off of three straight wins. I believe the Jags um, swept the season series last year after having been swept for a few years by the Texans. So these kind of uh, interdivision rivalry games uh, you know, it's always very interesting. Yeah, and Jaguars, I mean, a lot of people out there saying defense don't matter anymore because even the best defenses can get lit up from time to time, and that's what we mm-hmm. saw last week. Uh, Jaguars got lit up by Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, just not something you expect to see after the start that the Cowboys offense has had. But, you know, Dak went out and played a great game and, you know, got Cole Beasley highly involved. And, you know, all of a sudden they're torching one of the best defenses. Do I think? Do I think uh, Houston could do the same thing? I don't think so. Uh, I'm still worried about watching the injury. Last week, anyway, it seemed to really slow him down. It just didn't look the same. Now, they're saying he seems to be a little healthier this week, and if that's the case, that might change. But, man, I am a little leery of him after the last couple of weeks. Hmm. So you're leaning uh, Jacksonville's way? Uh, no Carlos Hyde this, uh, probably this week, right? 
Yeah, he's it, not it doesn't look like he's going to play. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he may get a goal line plunge or two if they get that opportunity, but mm-hmm. that might be all we see. So it, it really depends. Definitely not somebody you can start as on fantasy uh, mm-hmm. with that short changeover. So, you know, Yeldon's probably going to get most of the work. We'll see Jamal Charles get a little bit of work as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So that really not, – not really some – Either one, I really trust a lot uh, Mm -hmm. in this game to really do a lot of damage. You know, Houston's been pretty good against the run so far, too. Only allowed one touchdown on the season, rushing touchdown on the season, allowing only 3.44 yards per carry Mm -hmm. uh, as well. They've given up a a little bit more through the air than they have on the ground. So I I don't really look for the Jacksonville running game to have that much success this week, but I definitely don't look for the, the Houston running game to have any success this week. Right. Uh, and uh, so, so do you think that the uh, Jags are going to have to continue throwing the ball more than they liked for one last week until, let's say, if, you know, <laughs> once Hyde learns that, that, that playbook? Yeah, I absolutely do. I, I mm. think he's going to have to come out and throw a bunch more in, in this one. And, you know, uh, any receivers it. you like here on the Jags side? I mean, of course, you know, Westbrook, we got you know, Keelan Cole and. Look, uh, you know, grief. I mean, anyone yeah, stand out? Be a, a bit this... no, no one stands out. Every week it mm. seems to be a different no player. No tight end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Cole last week out targeted Westbrook fourteen to ten, eight catches to Westbrook six. Uh, Moncrief didn't do anything after having a pretty good stretch there of his own. So it's really hard to say which one of these guys is going to get the lion's share of the touches each and every week. It's hard, but you know, it's not a bad matchup for them. It's mm-hmm. just really hard to trust them. Right. Uh, back on the Texan side, I agree with you. They're going to have trouble running the ball. Is it? Can you can you drop uh, Foreman? Because he was like the big ad a couple weeks ago. Everyone was preparing for him. And then uh, all of a sudden we hear the news that, no, he's not going to be ready. <laughs> and there's really, has there been, a, have you heard of like, his, like a, a, a concrete time frame in terms? Of, I mean, it's kind no. of being... Yeah, they're kind of being vague about it now. And it, this Texas was after are. he wasn't vague. I mean, the yeah. coach came right out and said a couple of weeks ago, well, we're looking for Foreman to come you know, back as soon as he's available week seven. You know, mm-hmm. We expect to get him right back in there. And, again, I'm pretty sure he's part of that conspiracy. Um, so <laughs> he's part of that us all club. off. Yeah, yeah right. Threw us yeah. all off. Everybody went out there, made sure they had Foreman and whatever they could do to get him because ultimately he's the last you know, big play guy that, possibly could help your team for the second half of the season. And mm-hmm. then, of course, they say he's not ready yet. He won't come off in week seven. We're not sure when he's going to come off. And, you know, that that's just hard to hear. So I, I'm not saying give up on the guy. If you, you picked him up, if you got the bench space, hold on to him. Still see, because let's face it, if he does get healthy, there's nothing in front of him stopping him from becoming the lead back there. And he right. should get the opportunity. At this point, we just don't know when. Right. And, you know, from the from – the coach speak that we were hearing, it sounded like there was going to be no adjustment time for me. He was just going to go in and start, you know, being the, the bell cow back. I mean, so now, I mean, I, I hear you, you know, if you have the bench space, hold on to Foreman. But now with this, uh, you know, with this, this issue this, that just crept up, you know, who's to say that when he finally is active, that he's going to be able to take a full load right away. You know? No, absolutely true, and it, mm. this one leads to one of my favorite stories. Uh, you know, there's, there's a story out there called Schrodinger's Cat, and this scientist Schrodinger decided awesome. to test a theory. He put awesome. a cat inside a box, closed up yeah. the box completely, and yeah. then said, okay, well, 
until we open that box, we don't know if that cat's dead or alive. And right, that's right. how it is with Foreman. Until mm-hmm. he gets on the field, we don't know if he's going to be a bell cow and lead you mm-hmm. to you know, uh, redemption in the second half of the season or if he's ever going to step on the field. We don't know mm-hmm. that till he does step on the field. All right. That I know where you got that from, too. Well, actually, I had that long before the show, but Did yeah, you? Big Bang. Okay. Yeah, Big yeah, yeah. Bang uses that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 great. That's a great reference. <laughs> so, so what are we thinking about this game? Oh man, as little as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, don't trust I a lot. Feel in this strongly. Game. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Well, then yeah. you give us your opinion. I don't feel okay. as strongly. Well, I just, you know, I feel strongly, and again, it's not a scientific thing, but I think the Jags have shown that, hey, they're going to draw a line in the sand. You know, they said, the hell with it. We're done. We're not going to lose anymore. You know, we're tired of waiting for Fournette to come back. We're going to make our team better. We're going to get Carlos Hyde. That's it. We're not going to take this crap anymore. And and I think that uh, two straight losses is enough. Texans have won three straight. I mean, and, and that, like you said, that they've, they've got some issues. Watson hasn't been playing as well. I think the Jags cover this. Hmm. Um, well, I can't argue with you, but, you know, <laughs> on the other side of the coin, sure you can. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to end up arguing with you anyway. Yeah, um, you know, if Watson is healthy, then mm-hmm. then I think he could definitely put some points on them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and do some damage to them. You know, look, look, they just got lit up by Dallas. So Jacksonville is going to be a little pissed off. They're sure. going to come out and want to, you know, get that respect back, be in that top mm-hmm. defense after getting lit up last week. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, I'm not buying into the Watson being healthier yet. I want to see it. I'm going to take Jacksonville laying the four and a half. And the over under 41, is, man, that's a tough number. Because um, I could see this being a, a 21-13 game when mm-hmm. all said and done. But I could also see it being, man, my gut says under, so I'm going to go under. Me but too. That's, that's a tough Me one. Too. I wouldn't bet the over-under. Mm-hmm. If anything, right. I'd bet the spread. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, I agree with you on the under, but that's your gut. You're not confident in that, but but I, I, but I, I'm with you on that. You know, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in that game. All right, so I've uh, got a few minutes just before we go to our next commercial, but we can start talking about uh, the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, Ravens are home. Obviously, uh, they're back in terms of defense-wise, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Their defense is just go- going crazy, of course. Last week, the 11 sacks just really yeah. pummeled Tennessee from the start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, they don't get Tennessee this week. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be quite the same for them. Uh, you know, Breeze is so hard to sack. Uh, it just doesn't get sacked off, and he's – New Orleans is allowed the second fewest sacks with only eight on the season. Um, this leads to one of the prop bets you sent me. Yeah, Total yeah. sacks by the Ravens in week seven. Uh, yeah. They have the odds at uh, over two and a half, minus 120, and then under two and a half at minus 120. So they're basically saying it's a flip them there at two and a half. They're not mm-hmm. expecting the 11 we saw last week, and I'm not either. I think I'm going to bet the under here. Uh, wow. New Orleans mm-hmm. is, it, you know, I, I know Baltimore is playing good. I just think New Orleans, Breeze, you know, how to get the ball out of his hands way yes. too quick for most yeah. defenses. He could adjust to, to game conditions, yes. Very good at that. So, yeah. yeah, it really comes down to – it's not so much I, I love the offensive line in New Orleans. I just trust Breeze in getting the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we spoke uh, the uh, the Traquan Smith, Cameron Meredith uh, – Issue. We have a minute till commercial, but uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you about the uh, Mark Ingram Camara issue, if it, if there even is an issue. I mean, uh, you know, you had 
fantasy owners worried about you know all the work that Ingram had got? We kind of talked about it last week as well. But can Mark Ingram and Kamara exist, coexist, right? And then we've got the the Ravens uh, at home as a favorite over the Saints. We'll go over the spread over on there, and we'll give you our take on this game. As we're taken out by the Gap Band, one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite funk kind of bands. Listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Classic stuff on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Scooby stuff. Scooby Scoop. That's some talent there, Taz. That's Jim Day, the fantasy Taz. On Likes, likes. <laughs> exactly. And that's Shaggy. No, that's uh, Sean Engel. Very good. Very good, Sean Engel. The, the first prince. stone detective on TV, Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, and watching those, those shows now, it just makes me hungry. Because all they do is eat these lovely, huge submarine sandwiches, right? And, and Scooby Snacks. Yes, and you know exactly. why they eat the Scooby Snacks? Because they're stoned. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes absolutely. Good job. Uh, listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, stay tuned all day tomorrow. Commercial free. Fantasy Football Live uh, from 1 in the afternoon to 8 o'clock at night. You, but before that, you got the Fantasy Test. What time are you on there tomorrow? There, uh, from Taz? 8 to 10 with Mike Blewett and Scott Engel. We, uh, mm-hmm. we give you the... Uh, uh, Fantasy Game Day Live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're on again uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time as well, right? With the King. Uh, absolutely. Again with the King as we go with Fantasy Rewind and talk about mm-hmm. all the games and the big plays of the day. Yeah. You and the King are close. You wake up together. You go to, go to sleep together. Right? Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so- couldn't imagine being in the same bed with Scotty. All he'd ever do while we watch TV, turn to me and go, he said balls. <laughs> He's the man. He's the king. He is fantasy. He's short angle. Uh, you Scott Angle. You want to play and, uh, me and- hard? Phrasing. Well, you better not up. Phrasing. Because I've swallowed just about as much as I can take from you. Hey, phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a few more games to get to. Uh, why don't we finish off this Ravens at Saints? Uh, and there's no issues, in my view, between uh, Ingram and Kamara. I think, like last year, both should you know, continue to be fantasy productive. I mean, Ingram is the more traditional running back. I've said this before. He's going to get his carries. But, you know, Kamara, uh, you know, he, some, some, some production off the ground, some production catch and passes as well. I think they could both coexist. 
Oh, yeah, I, I love Kamara. Uh, actually, like him a ton this week again. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people will be off him after the bad week last week. But, again, that was a showcase game for Ingram. They're trying to trade his ass. He's going to mm-hmm. Philadelphia, I think. Um, but before that interesting, happens, interesting. both of these guys are, are going to be in play until that happens, just like last year. It's going to come down mm-hmm. to it. Uh, you know, Kamara has nothing to worry about. You know, it, it he's going to catch balls at the very least, and he's going to get yards, and he's going to score just because he is one of the best running backs in the game, and it doesn't really matter. You know, he's mm-hmm. caught at least five passes in nine of his last 11 games. So, mm-hmm. uh so this is a guy that just gets it done each and every week, and I wouldn't worry about him at all. All right. Um, side, um, Crabtree, you mentioned Sneed when we were on the phone with Chris from Chicago. Uh, John Brown, do you have a, a favorite here, or is it just, I mean, too too close, the too, too close in, in – in, in hey, look, my production. favorite is Crabtree. I, I just think mm-hmm. he's the best wide receiver of the bunch. I've, mm-hmm. I've liked Crabtree for years. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I had no idea why Oakland would get rid of him. It was just mm-hmm. the stupidest move on their part. He's been the touchdown guy for them for a couple of years. It's just what he does. He, he's gotten off to a kind of a slow start this year, but still double digits most weeks. Finally scored right. the touchdown. We've seen John Brown sort of cool off, but I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I, I like all three of these Baltimore wide receivers in this game. This week? Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. New Orleans, you know, secondary can absolutely be beat. They're 32nd right. in the league against opposing wide receivers. Over 1,100 yards so far, 10 touchdowns, giving up an average of 51.1 fantasy points a game. That mm-hmm. equates to more than, you know, that basically 17 points for each of those three wide receivers. I think they're all going to get to eat this week. And in season long, if you ended up picking up either Traquan Smith or Cameron Meredith this week, since you picked them up off the waiver wire, uh, would you be more comfortable sitting them this week against this tough uh, Ravens defense? I mean, if you had a better option. Really, it does come down to better options. But the Ravens Mm -hmm. are excellent defense, Uh, you know, number four in the league against uh, wide receivers. So, you know, going to be a tough matchup. But, again, it's Breeze throwing the ball. Any Mm -hmm. one of these guys, you know, all they really need is that one big play, which can happen at any point. And, you know, get you double-digit points, get you into that nice, you know, wide receiver three flex play area easily. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I I don't love them, but if the options are, you know, less than having a Breeze connection, I usually side with the Breeze connection. Hmm. And are you worried about Breeze and the Saints playing away from home? I mean, that used to be a thing. I don't know. Is it still a thing? Yeah, you know what? Uh, they're off to a good start. They're 4-1. and one. Defense hasn't been playing uh, the way we expected. They really tightened last week, uh, last game anyway, uh, against mm-hmm. Washington. Uh, but again, I think that passion was a lot because of what Breeze was going through and the team rooting for him. I want to see what happens this week. Does that defense Coming come back to play? Yeah. yeah, or do they go back to what they were doing early in the season? I think they're back to play. Like you said, mm-hmm. coming off the bye, they've had an extra week to work on Baltimore. Flacco's mm-hmm. been playing well, uh, so I like I like Flacco in this one. Like I said, I already like the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't like the running backs for Baltimore. And I just think Breeze is going to get it done no matter what. He's just Breeze. It's so hard to to discount him at any point. Right. So the Ravens uh, favored by two and a half. Do you like Breeze enough to take the Saints as uh, as an underdog? 
I do. I actually do. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I just trust Breeze more than I trust Flacco. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, it really comes down to that New Orleans defense if they are back or if they're right. going to go continue their bad play. I think they're back. Uh, th- there was no reason for the bad play early in the season. Uh, no, no, no major real changes. They should have been able to get it done. I think they they get back on track, especially off the bye. And the 49-and-a-half, which seems kind of high, I guess it's the tip of their cap to the Saints and their potential for explosiveness, right? But uh, do you well, think they're, that, they're, that they're not tipping their hats to the Saints, really, because, I mean, the mm-hmm. implied point total is 26 for Baltimore. So mm-hmm. they're they're expecting Baltimore to they're put up a, a, a lot of Ravens points. some props, too, because of the yeah, Saints. Yeah, right. Defense, um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It, but mm-hmm. the fact that it's less than three points for a home favorite usually says that, you know, Vegas is giving that little implied that they trust the Saints a little bit more. Usually that home favorite, it, you know, that three points is a given for the most part. Right, right. So what are you taking the over-under in this game? I'm going to take the over. I, I think mm-hmm. both teams can put points on the board, but I think the, the Saints win outright. There you go. Okay. Uh, just for the record, I take the under because uh, it's a bias of mine. I kind of, when, when teams come off a bye, I think it takes them a little time to get the ball rolling again. Uh, and uh, I might agree with you with, with yeah. younger quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think the, the, the bye has anything to do with Breeze at all. He's, he's yeah. just done it all, been there too much to, yeah. to let it affect him. He's Breeze. He is Breeze. You're right. Um, let's move on to uh, uh, D.C., Washington, D.C., playing the Cowboys. Cowboys are uh, the underdog, and they're on the road. Uh, what do you have? Is the uh, my, my screen just shut off there, Taz. So do you have this game on? <laughs> okay, so let's of, see. Uh, yeah. Uh, one and a half. Dallas is, one and right, a half. Yeah, one, one and a half with an over-under of 42. Correct, correct, right. So both teams coming off of big wins. These are two teams obviously vying for the same division where, you know, maybe an 8-8 eight and eight record could win this thing. <laughs> Absolutely. That means the Giants are still in play. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, hey, look, Dallas finally had a good offensive game, something they needed to do. The problem mm-hmm. is they did it with Cole Beasley. And if you look at Cole Beasley, you know, He's only done that kind of game. He's had that kind of game one other time in his career. And then every time he has a big game, he doesn't have another follow-up behind it. Uh, As a matter of fact, he usually has a couple of duds behind it. So don't really Mm -hmm. count on Cole Beasley to be that guy each and every week. Uh, Both defenses are are playing pretty well. Uh, Washington, you know, at home, I think gives them a little bit of edge. But, you know, after that offensive you know, output last week from Dallas. You know, Vegas is leaning Dallas's way because Washington is only favored by a point and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the prop bets that I sent you, right, uh, is uh, the over/under on Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, man, just uh, ha- had a shoulder separation. Just said the hell with it. I'm snapping it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta love that determination. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's saying, uh, you know, I I don't know, I, I'm just gonna go all lethal weapon here and just bang yeah. that shoulder right back in. Um, right. <laughs> hey, hey, look, he wants to prove to the world that you know he's not he's not done. He thinks he's still got a little bit left, and you know, so far he's shown more than I have to say than I thought he would uh, yes, this year. Yeah. He's had a couple of mm-hmm. really good games. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's game scripted. Uh, because, you know, if they get behind or if they need to throw the ball, it's going to be Chris Thompson. But, mm-hmm. you know, both of them are a little beat up. Chris Thompson, no guarantee to play after he missed last week. So it, it really comes down to that. If Thompson's in there, uh, then it, it 
takes off a little bit of Peterson. It really does. But the other side of the coin is if Washington gets up to an early lead, then we see a lot of Peterson. So, again, game, game script oriented. That's what we have to deal with with him. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas has been tough against the, the running back. Uh, tenth in the league, only allowed three rushing touchdowns, none through the air, although they've given up uh, 41 uh, receptions to the position. They haven't mm-hmm. given up a reception touchdown at the position. So, you know, a tough matchup all the way. Like you say, divisional rivalry. These these two teams tough are to, fighting yeah. to yeah, mm-hmm. take that lead and want to make sure they stay in step with, you know, an oncoming Philadelphia team and not mm-hmm. let Philadelphia run away with it. So this is going to be a hard-fought hard battle. And even though the over-under is 42, I, I got to tell you right now, I'm going under. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Yeah. I mean, I could see this being like a 17-13 game. Oh, man, is, I, I can yeah, see yeah. this being a 15-12 game. It yeah, just yeah, yeah. These guys are going to be duking it out and going to be a lot of dirty shots anytime they're in a huddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mentioned that prop bet. We got over-under 70 on Adrian Peterson rushing. They they gave you their, his uh, weekly rushes. He's basically been a little up and down so far this year. Uh, week 196, week 220, week 3, 120, week 4, uh, six, and then his fifth game, 97 rushing yards. Do you take the over-under in him with the 70? 70, 70 yeah, the 70s. Yeah, the 70s tough. I mean, uh, <laughs> Cowboys have, have kept the opposing runners under 75 yards the last three games. Mm-hmm. 70 is right there. Uh, but if you look at Peterson's numbers, uh, he, he's doing an Amari Cooper on us. He's playing every other week. Uh, yeah. First week, third week, fifth week, good weeks. Second week, fourth week, not so good. This is six. Doesn't really mm-hmm. read well for him if you're into that kind of thing. But right, I, I right. think it really comes down to Chris Thompson. If Chris Thompson is playing, I'm mm-hmm. going to say I think Adrian Peterson is below the 70. If Chris Thompson doesn't play, I think he gets above it. Right. So you're thinking you said about a 15-12. Who's the winner in that game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually think it's going to be Washington at home. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard. And we, and you know, we, this is one of those things. But uh, Washington is also down again with wide receivers. Uh, Jamison Crowder being out again. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Richardson looking like he's not going to play. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's another guy I really like this week as a, a deep uh, player that could do something out of nothing. And that's Maurice Harris uh, mm-hmm. for Washington. Uh, with those two guys out, we should see him getting, you know, in increased role in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to be a, you know, a crazy game where he's just going to go off, but with the cost he has on, on DraftKings and FanDuel, I think he pays out value wise. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Uh, we've got a few more games to just uh, breeze through if we can. Why don't we go to San Francisco Rams taking on the 49ers and the spread in that game. Uh, the Rams are a nine and a half point favorite. Over the uh, home underdog 49ers. And uh, who the heck is this Raheem Mostert? Did I pronounce his <laughs> name right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he, he's been a special teamer for them for a while around mm-hmm. the league, a special teamer. I, I don't really expect him to be a thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, they've said I, that I, I just don't look into it. Yeah. But that's. Yeah, right. It just. Yeah. For some reason, Morris just—they didn't get him into the game at all last week. I, you know, a lot of people. I, I don't like Morris, but <laughs> yeah, I don't like Morris. But you know, he's going to get more involved in that. Breda still playing well. He's not even on the injury report at this point, so I, mm-hmm. I like him this week. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't really think he becomes anything. I didn't recommend him as a waiver pickup this week. Yeah, Cooper Cup out. Uh, what does that mean? 
I mean, he's got plenty of other weapons, doesn't he? This this Jared Goff fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Robert Woods is playing extremely well. Top 10 yeah, wide receiver really in PPR. Is, yeah. uh, Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks didn't do much last week, but I expect him to step back up in this week. Uh, you know, San Francisco Josh Anderson, doesn't maybe? Have, uh, th- th- there's a chance. Uh, not Anderson. Uh, uh, no, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Josh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going through my head. Not in, not in. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Um, yeah, Josh Reynolds should have a, a chance to get a play in this one. I, you know, it, it's hard to count on him, but absolutely could be in play. It, You know, with, with Goff, it, it comes down to a lot of times is that he just doesn't have to pass enough to be, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy friendly. And that's why we see these down games from him. Uh, but this week, I do like him. I think he's going to going to throw in this one uh and i think he's going to put up some nice numbers so i actually like golf as a start quarterback this week uh love woods i love cooks Reynolds. you know he could definitely be that contrarian play uh mm-hmm. but i think there's going to be more people playing him than you think just because it is the rams going against san fran yeah uh, so uh, yeah i don't think he's going to be as lightly owned as some people may be thinking so yeah. just keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, I do like the Rams' side of this ball. I do think they cover in this one. And I, I actually think they go over. Man. More based on, yeah, okay. Uh, 52 and a half is the under over, right? Yep, 52 yeah. and a half, wow. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do see the Rams just opening up things once and for all. They've played a couple of close games. They've given up a lot of points. But uh, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think the Rams cover. And the over, probably, yeah. But uh, Chiefs-Bengals, we got two more games. Chiefs-Bengals and uh, our Giants taking on the Falcons. So we've got the Chiefs, a seven-point a favorite over the Bengals. Chiefs are home. Play uh, everybody. This, yeah, this is like the highest uh, point total, right? 58? Yeah, 58 and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a play everybody. Sorry, yeah. mm-hmm. Both defenses are, are sucking up right now, not really getting much done on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, 20th or worse in every category for both teams. Uh, mm-hmm. This should be a high-flying game. And, you know, I, phew, I think the minus seven might be a little much. I, I think Cincinnati can put, put put up points with Kansas City in this one. So that's going to be tough. I like uh, I like the over, over the 58-and-a-half. I do think they're going to put up points. Ah, uh, man, after Kansas City's tough loss, I think at home they come back. I, I'm going to say Kansas City minus the seven and over. There you go. There you go. Quickly with the uh, Falcons and the Giants, Atlanta. I, I don't want to talk about the Falcons point and Giants. Favorite. You do it. <laughs> All right, Atlanta four-point favorite over the Giants. I think the Giants. I think the Giants actually cover this, man. Uh, uh, got Look, here, here's my thought. I can tell you this: who, how it's going to work if I see Eli's first pass, because yeah. then I know which Eli we get. Until we then, don't want to see the Eli pass. No yeah. Eli face on Monday night. Been great working with you today. Great job from Sean. Check us out on the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network all day tomorrow. NFL coverage. We'll see you next week right here, Weekend Fantasy Update. Thanks for tuning in.